Welcome to the Tech Meme Right Home for Tuesday, September 26, 2023. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Spotify's new Jam product is kind of the coolest new feature I've heard of in a while. Looks like the FCC is bringing net neutrality back. Google discontinues some products. New drone reviews and a new drone that either will eliminate police chases or bring on the panopticon. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Kind of a small feature, but I'm leading with this as a story because it's just really cool to me. I don't know why nobody has thought of this before, but Spotify has launched Jam, a new feature that lets up to 32 people curate a single playlist. Only premium subscribers can create Jams for now, but all users can contribute to them. Here is the use case, quoting TechCrunch. The new feature, which builds on technology previously used in multi-person playlists like Blend and Duo Mix, is designed for real-time listening among a group of people, like at a party, where anyone can contribute to a shared queue of songs to play next. Now, explains Spotify, instead of having one person in control of the music at a social gathering, everyone can have their say. A new jam can only be created by Spotify Premium subscribers, but any Spotify users, free or paid, can contribute. To get started, you'll tap on the speaker icon at the bottom of your screen or the three-dot menu at the top, then select the new option, Start a Jam, from any song, album, or existing playlist. You can also control which device you want to play the tunes on, like your phone or more likely a speaker. Anyone who's on the same shared Wi-Fi network will be prompted to join the jam when they open their Spotify app. You can also directly invite users to contribute to the jam by tapping your phones together with Bluetooth turned on, having a friend scan the QR code for the jam from your phone, or by using the share feature to send a link over social media, iMessage, SMS, and more. As people add to the shared queue, you'll see profiles next to the track of those who've added the song in question. Up to 32 people can be in the jam's private session at the same time, Spotify told TechCrunch. As the jam's host, you're still largely in control of the music by default, as you can determine who's in the jam, change the order of the tracks, or remove songs that you don't want played. But Spotify does allow the host to enable guest controls that let everyone remove songs or change the order of the tracks. Over time, the company says it expects to add more features to jams, though it wouldn't confirm if some sort of voting mechanism to move tracks up the list would be among them. We can only hope. In addition to simply being a shared queue for group listening, Jam also brings Spotify's personalization technology into the mix, which makes the feature unique. Jam takes into account the listening preferences of the entire group to generate suggestions based on everyone's taste. This is the same technology that powers Blend, a popular addition to Spotify's app which has now been used to create over 45 million personalized blended playlists. In total, Spotify users have listened to over 200 million hours across all its collaborative playlists, with Gen Z listeners in the lead. Spotify tells us that even if the people in the group have different musical tastes, the company has developed recommendation technology that can handle that problem. This involves a variety of different inputs and different signals, the company says, but the specifics are part of Spotify's secret sauce, so to speak, and vary based on the user and the shared session, end quote. The SEC is objecting to Coinbase's proposed involvement in Celsius's plan to emerge from bankruptcy, quoting Bloomberg. Under the proposed plan, Celsius agreed to engage Coinbase to distribute assets to international customers. In a filing on Friday, the SEC, which charged Coinbase earlier this year with operating as an unregistered securities exchange broker and clearinghouse, said the agreements, quote, go far beyond the services of a distribution agent, contemplating brokerage services and master trading services that implicate many of the concerns raised in its suit. 
Celsius filed for bankruptcy protection in July 2022 and is working to emerge as a new user-owned company and distribute an estimated $2 billion of Bitcoin and Ether as part of the plan. Celsius wants to start fresh under new management led by investment firm Arrington Capital, part of a consortium called Fahrenheit LLC that won the crypto lender's assets at a bankruptcy auction earlier this year. Coinbase, which is fighting the SEC's lawsuit, declined to comment beyond a Monday post on X, formerly Twitter, from its chief legal officer, Paul Grewal. I wonder, why would the SEC object to a trusted U.S. public company taking on this role? We look forward to addressing this with the bankruptcy court and undertaking our important role to make Celsius customers whole, end quote. The SEC has also leveled fraud allegations against Celsius and its former chief executive, Alex Mashinsky, who also faces criminal charges to which he has pleaded not guilty. The SEC said its case has been stayed pending the outcome of the criminal case against Mashinsky, end quote. That was the SEC. This is the FCC. Sources are telling Bloomberg that FCC Chair Jessica Rosenworcel is set to announce on September 26 plans to reinstate net neutrality rules governing ISPs that the FCC gutted under the Trump administration. Quoting Bloomberg, The U.S. Federal Communications Commission is to announce plans on Tuesday to reinstate so-called net neutrality rules governing broadband providers, according to people briefed on the matter. Remarks by Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel will center on the FCC's role in net neutrality, two people briefed on the topic said, pointing toward a possible renewed fight over U.S. regulations of broadband providers. Rosenworcel is expected to announce plans to restore the rules according to two of the people who asked not to be identified because the details aren't yet public. Rules barring broadband providers from unfairly interfering with internet traffic were gutted by the FCC under Republican leadership during the Trump presidency. President Joe Biden and the Democratic Party said in its 2020 platform that they would, quote, recommit the United States to the principles of an open internet, including net neutrality, end quote. Rosenworcel, a longtime supporter of net neutrality rules, received a working majority on Monday as Anna Gomez was sworn in as a commissioner, becoming the third Democrat on the five-member agency. The FCC had been split two to two on partisan lines from the beginning of the Biden presidency, end quote. I feel like somehow it's my duty to always let you know when Google sunsets things, since it's become such a running joke on this show. So, Google plans to discontinue Gmail's basic HTML version in January, saying the HTML view does not include, quote, full feature functionality, quoting the register. Google suggests that not including full Gmail feature functionality is the point of the basic HTML offering. When your correspondent loaded it, Google delivered a warning that it is, quote, designed for slower connections and legacy browsers. Intriguingly, when we used Chrome's Inspect Network tool to test the HTML's page load time, it came in at 1,200 milliseconds. Full, fat Gmail loaded in 700 milliseconds, but then kept loading elements for almost a minute before settling down. The decision has been criticized by Pratik Patel, who describes himself on Mastodon as a blind technologist who finds himself championing hashtag accessibility for fun and necessity. I know many hashtag blind people who use Gmail's HTML view. Not only will they be confused, but will be unhappy, he wrote. Patel also noted that Google has made basic HTML view harder to find in recent months, a change he understands now that the feature has been canceled, end quote. And then, almost like I mentioned this or spoke Beetlejuice's name, and as I was writing this, word came out that Google is also sunsetting Google Podcasts in an effort to move their whole podcasting regime over to YouTube. Many
Many users are reporting that their iPhone 15 series devices, including the 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max, get too hot to hold, especially during charging or prolonged use. Quoting Android Authority, Customers who pre-ordered their iPhone 15 in the launch week have now received their phone and have spent a few days settling into it. Several early users, including me, now report facing excessive heat on their phones, especially during charging and prolonged use. Speaking from my personal experience, my iPhone 15 Pro Max running iOS 17.0.2 runs very hot in two scenarios. One is during charging with a 65-watt USB PD GAN charger, which I've used with previous iPhones, Android flagships, laptops, earbuds, and more. With this charger, my iPhone 15 Pro Max gets very hot to the point of discomfort when holding the phone without a case. When using it with a case, I can feel the heat through the case. Using a 15-watt USB PD charger eliminates this heat, but the charging is also slower than it already is. The second is during long-use sessions, when switching between chat apps and watching reels on Instagram. The phone gets hot in the space on the right side across the bottom of the camera island. This is without gaming, without being plugged in for a charge, and on Wi-Fi, so the heat is inexplicable. Many of the users on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, have also experienced the same. This includes many prominent reviewers and early adopters who have a lot of experience working with phones. The excessive heat is beyond the initial 24 hours of setup and settling in. Phones usually run hot when they are first set up, as all the apps are initialized and signed into. My experience, though, and that of others, excludes this grace period, end quote. I'd be tempted to blame the titanium on the Pro models, if this was only happening to the Pro models, but it seems to be across the board. Who knows, though, maybe lighter also means hotter. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that's had its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months or worse. That laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ka-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify transformed ResumeWriters.com from the spaghetti code backend I cobbled together in college to the world-class commerce platform it sits on today. And Shopify can do the same for your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash ride, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash ride now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ride. Let's end with some drone stories. First, the DJI Mini 4 Pro is out. And reviewers say it is lightweight, has improved obstacle avoidance, is great with its ActiveTrack 360 subject tracking. The 4K at 60 frames per second is also great, but it's not crash-proof, and it is expensive at $760. Quoting from Engadget's conclusion. Once again, DJI's Mini 4 Pro sets a benchmark for small drones. It has multiple new useful features, including updated obstacle detection, ActiveTrack 360, 04 transmission and waypoints. All of these make it a solid budget choice for action, sports, events, aerial photography, industrial applications, and more. Its main competition is the Autel Evo Nano Plus, currently on sale for $580. That model has a similar 50 megapixel camera, three way obstacle avoidance, subject tracking, and more. However, it's limited to 4K 30p and doesn't offer a remote with a screen. If you have a bit more to spend, DJI's Air 3 offers more stability and an extra telecamera. All of that said, the Mini 4 Pro isn't cheap for a budget drone. It's priced at $759 for the drone with a battery and RCN2 controller, $959 with the RC2 controller, and $1,099 for the Fly More kit with three batteries and a charger, the RC2, a carrying case, and extra props. Still, if you're in the market for a drone in that price range, nothing else can really touch it, end quote. Then, Skydio has launched the X-10, an autonomous drone that it says eliminates the need for high-speed police chases by flying at 45 miles per hour and tracking people with infrared sensors. Of course, one person's high-speed police chase is another person's ultimate in-real-life person-tracking device. Kind of scary. Quoting Wired. Nearly 1,500 U.S. police departments operate drones, but only about a dozen routinely dispatch them in response to 911 calls, according to ACLU research. Drone maker Skydio aims to see that change with a new model launched last week called the X-10. The goal, co-founder and CEO Adam Bryce said during a launch event last week in San Francisco, is to, quote, get drones everywhere they can be useful in public safety. The new drone is capable of flying at speeds of 45 miles per hour and is small enough to fit into the trunk of a police car. It has infrared sensors that can be used to track people and fly autonomously in the dark. Four payload bays on the X-10 can carry accessories like a speaker, spotlight, or a parachute for emergency landings. A 65X zoom camera can read a license plate from 800 feet away and follow a vehicle from a distance of three miles. I think mitigating or eliminating high-speed chases will be one of the major applications that we'll see with customers, largely based on that zoom camera, Bry says. New capabilities like those could encourage wider use of drones in law enforcement at a time when policy concerning their use is still developing. Tests by emergency responders and the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration to extend drone flights beyond the operator's line of sight and respond to 911 calls started in 2017. Civil liberties advocates say there is a lack of rules to limit drone use in sensitive contexts, like protests or in concert with other forms of surveillance technology. 
When Skydio launched nearly a decade ago, it focused on selling drones to outdoor athletes interested in a machine, something like an autonomous aerial GoPro, following them down a mountain or trail while capturing video. That began to change in 2020 when Skydio got picked as one of a handful of companies approved for off-the-shelf use by branches of the U.S. military. Today, Skydio's customers include BNSF Railway, utility companies in California and Illinois, and law enforcement agencies like the NYPD. At the Skydio event last week, New York Police Department Chief of Patrols John Chell said he thinks drones can cut down on the need for helicopter deployments. In the near future, he envisions the City Police Academy training recruits in how to pilot drones, placing at least one drone at each of the more than 70 precincts across New York, and drones launching autonomously to investigate alerts of potential gunshots heard by AI-powered tool ShotSpotter. Skydio introduced docks last year that house and charge drones and can enable autonomous takeoff. Ahead of the recent Labor Day holiday, one NYPD commissioner pledged to monitor large backyard gatherings using drones. At the Skydio event last week, Chell praised the NYPD for making 10 drone deployments over the holiday weekend, including at the Jauvert and West Indian Day celebrations and the Electric Zoo Music Festival. He said they helped prevent retaliation following a shooting and contributed to officers apprehending three carjacking suspects. An NYPD spokesperson did not respond to requests for additional details about recent drone deployments. A busy Labor Day for NYPD drones shows the department moving toward treating drones as first responders, says Daniel Schwartz, senior privacy and technology strategist at the New York Civil Liberties Union. The nonprofit says problematic use of police drones, including at protests in 15 cities after the 2020 death of George Floyd, shows legislation is needed to limit police use of the technology. The ACLU wants bans on drone use at protests and adding weapons to the craft and guardrails to prevent drones from being combined with other forms of surveillance technology like face recognition or shot spotter. As part of the rollout of the X-10, Skydio announced a partnership with Axon, which makes tasers and other police technology. Video from Skydio drones will be more closely integrated into the software. Axon tells police departments for incident response and managing evidence. Bryce says Skydio is not working with Axon to weaponize drones and that Skydio doesn't support weaponizing drones or robots, but he added that it's difficult to stop people from making hacks or custom modifications. Last year, Axon suggested using autonomous taser-mounted drones to stop mass shootings, and the majority of the company's AI ethics board resigned in protest, end quote. You're really going to want to listen to the bonus episode this weekend. We recorded it yesterday with the UpTech folks, the team that built resume writing for me. It's largely a conversation about what I learned from building this AI thing, like what's possible with this tech now, and especially how you have to design. You have to think about designing products differently with it. Lots of learnings about this AI moment and product. That will be out on Saturday. And reminder, check them out at uptech.team. Like, they're becoming AI specialists lately, it seems. If you have an AI project of any size, these are the people to talk to. uptech.team. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.